Welcome everyone to today's episode of the Heat Assist Podcast. I'm your host today, David. I'm joined by my friends Carson and Steven. For today's episode, we're going to talk about the hyped free agency 2021 to 2022. Hyped because a lot of speculation that Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's his free agency year. And for today's episode, we're going to go over how we think the Heat are going to do in that free agency and if and how to build a team if they actually sign Giannis. But because it's so far in the future, we will be making a lot of assumptions. For example, we are going to assume the salary cap is going to stay the same as this year, which is $109 million. And we're also going to assume that free agents, we're not going to count free agents this upcoming season. For example, free agents could sign a one-year contract and then they could become free agents in the 2021-22 season. But we're not counting them because we don't know if that actually going to happen. With those assumptions and based on the numbers I'm seeing here and assuming we keep Bama, Bio, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn on the books uh, because of their low cap holes. And then during the season that Miami has a, uh, a slot for a max super contract, a $38 million or $32 million, depending on the number of years a player played, they get either $35 million, 35% of the salary cap or 30% of the salary cap. Uh, for our reference, Giannis would be making 30% because he would he would be in a seven to nine year range of NBA uh, season played. My assumption, and and maybe Steven Carson will have something different, but my assumption, I'm going to go forward that the Heat do sign Giannis to the 32, almost $33 million max. And then for me, that leaves the Heat with about $10 million left. And I'm going to construct the roster based on that. So I'm going to construct the Heat roster, assuming Giannis Andekupo signing with the Miami Heat. Carson, did you have Giannis signing with the Heat in your scenario or no? I did. Okay. I sign in my scenario. But with the amount of money that's left over, mm-hmm. there's really only one player that, right. that you can sign like realistically. Yes. And then you just have to get a bunch of vendor minimums since it doesn't count against your salary. Yes. Assuming they sign Giannis on the Kubo $33 million contract, they, they have about $10 million left. And they still have a lot of open roster spots um, that they need to sign. So there has to be an assumption that there, there will be a lot of players that are going to take the league minimum salary. Just like the uh, Heatles days, during the LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade uh, years where the Heat had to convince people to take well below the market worth just to try to win a championship. And so I am also operating under that same assumption because once the Heat signs Giannis, the assumption is they're going to be a championship team. And I would think I'm going to assume some of these older free agents are willing to take less money in order to chase that ring. Under my uh, scenario, I have the Heat being able to land Giannis onto the coupon for $33 million. They keep Bama Bio, Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn. But they offered them because we could go over the salary cap to sign them. I have the Heat basically being a luxury tax team. Uh, especially if they give the max contract to Bama Bio worth about $27 million or 25% of the salary cap. And that's also a big assumption that the Heat is willing to pay the tax because uh, Mickey Harrison, the owner, his main business is in the Carnival Cruise Line. And that's taking a huge hit right now during this coronavirus pandemic. So we're also assuming that 
Mickey Harrison, who's is going to be willing to pay the tax for this team. Um, so that's one more assumption out of the way. But with the with about ten million dollars left, after you sign Giannis and you keep the current team, and the current team on the roster is Jimmy Butler picking up the team option for Tyler Hero. You have Casey Alcapala. I assume the Heat will still keep Chris Silva, who has a team option that year. And then we we have to offer Bam the Max, use his Spurs price to go over the salary cap to sign him. Same for Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I see them each getting, well, maybe Kendrick Nunn would be the only one knocking 10 million, but I see Duncan Robinson getting over 10 million. So those are on the, the, the Heat roster. So who's left with the $10 million left? I see the Heat needing someone to fill Goran Dragic's role or at least fill a point guard role so that you could have them start in Kendrick Nunn's place and have Kendrick Nunn be the sixth man off the bench. But out of that group of players and those who are willing to take a discount to get a ring, I have for $10 million, if any of these group of players are willing to take it, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, Patty Mills, Lou Williams, and Dennis Schroeder. Out of all those players, I'm thinking if we offer Lou Williams a long-term contract, like three, maybe even four, because he's he's pretty up there in age already. And and even though he's only making $8 million, he kind of took a pay cut to stay with the Lakers. But Lou, Lou Williams would be 34 years old by the time during that season, during that free agency. I, I can't imagine a team will offer him too long of a contract. So I think if... I would spend the rest of the 10 mil on Lou Williams and possibly off to entice him as possibly a three-year contract. But that's, but yeah, if it's, it's all of those group of players who's willing to take the 10 million, like that's, that's who we're signing to be the six man off the bench. Under this scenario, we still have our starting five of Giannis, Bam Abayo, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. So we we really just need people coming off the bench. And my most important role in that team is someone to assume the Goran Dragic role. Basically, you need a, a bench score. So that means the rest of the spots left are those players who are willing to take the minimum league salary. And some of the players I I emphasize, and I think that could be willing to to do that are. Possibly re-signing Wayne Ellington, the man of the golden arm. Uh, he's not been having a good career after he left Miami. It all, I mean, it really depends on what happens during his next season, but I can't foresee him having a big contract or even having a lot of demand for Wayne Ellington. And I would think he probably would give a discount to come back to Miami and possibly try to chase a ring. So Wayne Ellington is my biggest league minimum salary player. Uh, next one. Also, will be a player coming off a major injury and looking to rebuild his value, and that would be Rodney Hood, someone who you know suffered Achilles injury and is out for. He probably won't even play next season. It'll be a gamble on him, but that's what it takes when you're getting down to these low levels. A backup big for Giannis and Bam. I think I'm thinking someone like Ersan Ilyasova, who also back up Giannis back in Milwaukee. I can't imagine at his advanced age that. There'll be a lot of demand for him. And this is just a deep bench piece. And you just need someone, that could, a big man that could spread the floor. My next suggestions are more like if we get lucky, if the player really want to get that ring. I'm hoping someone like Frank Kaminsky, who 
is willing to set a minimum. Once again, just someone a big that can spread the floor, basically fulfilling that Kenny Olynyk role. Lastly, could possibly bring back James Johnson as well. He his contract also expire, and I can't imagine there be a lot of demand for him as for uh, uh, James Johnson, who's two years older from now. And then the last person to fill out the role is possibly Quinn Cook. You know, somebody who's also trying to reestablish his career and once again gambling on the upside. So I guess in my bench pieces, I, I'm focused focus heavily on shooters, spacing the floor, because with this lineup of Bam and Giannis and Jimmy Butler, there's not a lot of spacing. The defense should be good, but there is not a lot of spacing. The offense would be quite interesting to see how that could operate. Did I miss any any picks that you guys were thinking of? I would have had uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope in there. He'd be 28 once his uh, in 2021. Once his con- that's his, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent. His current salary, he's only getting paid eight, pretty much eight million a year. If he wants to ring chase, I'm pretty sure that he can get him for maybe six six million in a year. Your assumption is also re-signing Bam, re-signing Duncan. Yes, Ops yeah, all that. pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty much everything you said. Although I would, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. I feel like they're they're Duncan Robinson a bit more than Kendrick Nunn. I feel Duncan Robinson's going to demand more money than Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn, realistically, I think we can get for ten million. Um, okay. Maybe even less. I, I feel I like we can get him for four, for yeah. four million a year. Besides scoring, he can't really do much. But uh, I guess it's his rookie year, so he, he has yeah. more growth. But I, I don't know if people are going to be able to pay him that much money, more money than that. And not only that, but do you really think, I don't even know if any team is willing to allow him to play the same way he's playing now with the Heat. I don't same thing it. with Duncan Robinson. Even Duncan Robinson? I, I don't know if any other team is willing to draw plays. The Heat go out of their way to draw. They actually have plays for Duncan Robinson. Oh, yeah, they do the dribble They actually draw plays for Duncan Robinson, which yep. is, with, I mean, what other team has a play for, for a free agent? Not even a free agent, for undrafted, pretty much an undrafted rookie. They draw a play specifically for an undrafted rookie. I, I, I'm not aware of any other team like that who does that. Like I, I'm taking, I have to take that into consideration. But because he's such a threat from outside, and because he he's one of the highest uh, three point percentage, three point shooter percentage wise right now, I don't think you can sign him for ten million. I think his 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 contract is going to be worth more than that. The yeah. minute it, well, the minute it expires. Yeah. And I don't I'm know. Thinking, if he wants I'm, to... I'm giving him whatever he wants. The, the the beauty of that is we could pay him whatever he wants, but then. It's just how much do Mickey Harrison want to pay in taxes? Yeah. If you look at um, another uh, undrafted rookie that the Heat signed and he got paid a lot, which is uh, Roddy McGruder, his contract is $15 million. Roddy McGruder? So, Roddy McGruder, yeah. From what I'm looking at, his contract was $15 million. No. You mean total? No, even then. I think the Clippers yeah. signed him for that, wasn't it? Yeah, Clippers signed him for $15 million. Yeah, that's what I meant. He, when he, okay, when he okay. got away when they when he got away from the Heat, uh-huh. the first big contract that he got offered, payday. Well, I should say payday. Big payday was with the Clippers, and they offered him a fifth, a little over fifteen million a year. I mean, not a year, but total contract was worth 
15 million. And that's for Roddy McGruder. We're not talking about Duncan Robinson. Who I think fits it was like a three-year, five million, right? Yeah, it was three years, five mil. Basically, three-year, fifteen million dollar contract. So you're saying it's that's for a minimum, then? Yeah. Five million a year. Yeah, yeah. I seen Kendrick Nunn making about eight, and then Duncan, I, I mean, I guess he yeah, making hit, twelve to fifteen. Duncan Robinson, I feel like he, his contract, his contract is going to be worth more than that. Yeah, I see it between. For me, my guess is twelve to fifteen million somewhere right between. I, I think it's going to go over fifteen million. Mm, okay. I, I think what uh, David's trying to say is that because we're going to have his birds right, mm-hmm. oh, the only amount that it's going to be under the soft cap space, which is what really matters, assuming that mm-hmm. Mickey Harrison is going to be able to go over the luxury tax. Yeah. The only amount that we have to pay under the soft cap is two point one million dollars. Mm-hmm. No, but well, this is coming to my point. Uh, back to your point as whether or not he wants to be willing to pay the tax. It, 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 his contract, you when I look at his contract, it's not going to be the fifteen million. I think he's going to. I think that he we're going to have to pay him like twenty million. I'm looking well, at the same type of contract like Ronnie McGruder, but for twenty million, and they're going to have to pay the tax for, for that. Twenty million per year? Is that what? No, you're no, saying? not twenty million per per year. Like total worth is twenty million. Oh, that's really cheap then. <laughs> hey, it, I was saying twelve or fifteen per year. You think he's gonna get paid twelve or fifteen per year? Yeah. Oh man, I don't agree with. You. I thought his total contract was. I thought you were saying his total contract was gonna be twelve or. But 15. Why are you going total? We, we're trying to fit under salary cap. Should I make a yearly oh. money? <laughs> oh, then oh, okay. Then I then I'm gonna I'll I'll say that it's not gonna be that much. I think he I think he could sign him for if they give him a three year deal. I'm assuming it's going to be a three-year deal. Same thing as Ron, what Ronnie McGruder got. I feel like he could he'll get like seven seven million a year. I doubt it, but I think he, he gets a lot more than that. I think he's worth more, a lot more than that. But that's I mean that's that still it still fits under our plan for free yeah. agency. <laughs> but, but him. But anyways, as far as like unrestricted free agents, like outside of the Heat grown talent. Mm-hmm. I have Cadavis Caldwell Pope as number one. I agree with you. They should sign Roddy McGruder. Uh, not Roddy McGruder. Uh, Roddy Hood. <laughs> <laughs> and then my third one. I don't know what his worth is, but Jeremy Grant. You? Oh man. I, I, I don't know. <sighs> so I talked about Jeremy Grant during the last yeah. episodes because I thought he was someone that, that he should go for. So under his, what the word is for him is that he's going to try to become a, he has player option this coming summer and he's going to try to be, he's going to become a free agent this coming summer. So not during Giannis' summer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But okay, his, so well. yeah, his salary is um, 9.1 mil right now. So he's probably going to be looking more. Yeah, I would think so. Over 10 mil yeah. for multiple years. So mm-hmm. You could take that into account. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's a I thought he'd be. I thought he might be worth less. But if that's not the case, then uh, another uh, another player I would like was uh, uh, Avery Bradley. His contract was right now was four point uh four point eight million a year, and he'll okay. be thirty by uh, twenty twenty one. I feel like you could offer him less than that. 
he'll probably <laughs> sign it. I, I think you can offer him less than that. A little uh, less, just a little bit. Could, a little bit. Could definitely maybe, maybe offer he's him not really doing that little. much. <laughs> he's not doing that much with the with the with the Lakers anyway. I I feel like you can get a, you could sign him for for less than four point eight million a year. If you want to? I would think he'll try to maximize. It's not like he had a down season. He he. Yeah. I mean, this year was a rebound season for him. I agree with David. He probably asked for more, especially since he's getting to the 30s. He's going to want to start cashing out on longer-term deals, especially since his, we know that his body is kind of fragile at this time of his career. He's had a lot of injuries. Well, exactly. Even more of a reason why I don't think that I don't think his demand is going to be that high. Mm, okay. It's possible. Okay. I mean, so then- other the other oh, cool. than those uh, those players that I mentioned, I mean those are the only ones that I would pay over like a, a veteran minimum. A veteran minimum. Uh-huh. I mean, the the Heat just don't have enough money to yeah they don't to get like a good bench unless they could somehow do what they usually do find some undrafted but, uh, rookie yes. and then build them up. So I don't think we mentioned this, but they they still have Tyler Hero, Casey Acapulco, yeah. Chris Silva. Those guys are still coming off the bench. Yeah, Casey Acapulco, I have I I have high hopes for. I, I haven't seen him play, but like from when I see some of uh, what some of the videos I've seen for him when he was playing in college, he's pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. And he defends, and w- that's what the Heat want. They want the def- uh, they they need wing defenders who can who can play the wing and then who can defend the wing and then shoot threes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he can turn into something like Derrick Jones Jr., who just defends the who could defend the wing, and then occasionally make a three pointer. Derrick Jones Jr. is not that bad at three, but it's not the mm-hmm. best one on the Heat, but he's he's okay. He's pretty bad. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the worst. Yeah, but... I hate to say it, but he's pretty bad at three. Yeah, he is. Well, I guess because my assumption is we have, you know, we have. I'm assuming Tyler Hero, Casey Alpala, Chris Silva. It would be a lot better than what they're providing now. So you just really need a Goran Dragic type player coming off the bench. Uh, I agree. I completely agree with you on that. Okay. But you, so you have that player being KCP. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I mean, if you look at them, they don't really use a point guard to bring up the ball a right. lot. I mean, they right. usually they usually use they use most of the time it's gone through Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. So if they have those two already signed, I don't feel I don't think they need uh, a ball handler. Yeah, they don't really need a playmate. They have enough. But I would like, I mean, it would be good if they have somebody who could play the exact same way that Goran Dragic plays. Who could, basically, I want somebody who could create their own shot. I feel like KCP can do it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I would hope that Patty Mills, I I mean, because he makes $12 currently on his contract. He's going to be a lot older, like... Yeah, exactly. Not... Do, you, do you really think he's going to have enough like juice? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's assuming two years from now, Patty Mills can still be effective. Same for Lou Williams. Um, 
exactly. They even more because I'm looking at I'm looking at the age, and what usually when you get older, you're not you you don't have a lot of uh, especially if you don't have a lot of wear on your body. You might be able to play longer, but those two players have a lot of wear, I think, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I don't know about Patty Mills, and we're only asking them to come off the bench, not not to be a starter. But they still have to come off the bench for 82 games. I think I have to agree with Carson. I'm going to chime in here, David. Uh, Just for the point that um, it's giving your own reasoning, David. We're assuming that Tyler Hero, and I'm assuming Duncan and Kendrick Dunn are are in your roster as well. But uh, they're going to grow, and they're going to be able to fit into a more specific role as they're going to have to... You know, as he grow, either as a like Tyler Hero, I think he could fit into Goran Dragic's role. Duncan Robinson's pretty much as a you know mm, point shooter, okay. and then Kendrick Nunn as well, uh, a playmaker, right? So I think that at that point, if the Heat are committed to all those three big salaries in Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Giannis, you don't really need any more playmakers, like Carson said. Uh, you, you really have to focus on surrounding the Every, all those three playmakers with shooters to spread the floor. And I think he's okay. a better choice. With shooters and defenders, wing defenders. 3D players. I, yeah. That's why I'm looking at like cheap okay. options yeah. who, who could play that. Like Contavious KCP is pretty much my number one option for that. I feel like he can do that. Okay. Okay. You guys make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, add to you, you guys' point in that, you know, since if there's Bam and Giannis, I feel like there'll be no point in during throughout the entire game that not one of them is in at all times. I feel like like Eric Spoelstra could stagger them enough where you either have Bam or Giannis, at least one of them in the game for the entire for the entire game. But I do agree with you though, David, that I feel like they do need somebody else who could take who has the same role as Goran Dragic, pretty much came coming off the bench. Right. And who could create? They really do need one, at least one person who does that. Yep. And if if Patty Mills can do that for a league minimum, not I'm even more happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not minimum. Oh. Well, man, you got my hopes up. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. How do you guys see end game situations for? For the Heat, with the roster of Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Giannis. Yeah. You're inbounding the ball for a last play shot. You're going to have to sit one of these big price players on the bench, I would think. Because they won't be able to spread the floor. I don't think it has to be like that. If it if it's just, if it's those three out there, I'm pretty sure they're going to fill those other two spots with pure shooters. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. You think they'll be able to get a shot off with just two yeah. shooters out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I agree. At, I was at, curious. At last, at like, uh, like last play, oh yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're, those three and two pure shooters, the floor will be spread good enough to uh, to operate. I, I feel like it's, it'll be enough space. Well, I feel like if they need a two-point shot, I'm very confident in the ability to score two points. If, it's three, if they need a three-point I, uh, you will see. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like Jimmy Butler's. I kind of like Jimmy Butler at the three. Clutch, yeah. He he, he he's pretty clutch. But yes, I, I can't discount it. 
to my original question, I agree. I think Jimmy Bullock could, could make the three despite his lower percentage this year. But you're looking at the two other players. If you need a three-pointer, I mean, I'm sure you're going to keep Giannis into drawing into the paint, maybe. I don't know. Like, how, how do you... Like, even Giannis is a stretch to leave him on the floor when you need a three-point shot, right? Mm-hmm. How, how would you argue for Bam? Bam, at this point, right, we don't know how he's going to develop his three-pointer yet, but assuming his percentage is what it is today, how do you guys see him? Like, he wouldn't be a viable option at, to be on the floor during a crunch time situation where we need a three-pointer. Um, and would you feel like, like, wouldn't you feel like that's an indication that maybe they're a little redundancy in the set of skills between Bam and Giannis, and would you want to keep a roster like that? Or would you forego having those two paired up? And you see, this is, to answer your question, Stephen, this is what I was uh, a little worried about when I was thinking about that team. Because I had it looking, they're going to look exactly, when I picture that team, it kind of reminds me of what the 76ers are now. Mm-hmm. They don't have any shoot, they don't have any sh- basically their, their floor is not spread out at all. They don't have any shooters to allow Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to operate. And neither of those two are like pretty much good shooters that you can give them some space and then you, I'm pretty sure any team will be fine with it. The thing I, I like uh, about the thing I would, uh, the reason why I think but the Heat are a little different from them is because I feel like Bam will put in more work to try to develop. I feel like his Vortec is much better than Joel Embiid. I don't think it's Joel Embiid. It's, I think it's all in Ben Simmons. <laughs> he changes no, no, everything. But, no, 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 but not even... I'm, I'm saying that I feel like he'll put... I, I put Joel Embiid and, and Bam out about the same because they're both big guys who, who have to develop a shot. To, to make the team complement, right? I mean, can we, guys, can we agree on that? I think it's the opposite, and I think that's David's point. It's Ben Simmons that's not taking the three. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, if, mean, that's, if that's the case, then I still feel a little bit better that I, I have a feeling that Bam Adebayo will be, or is willing to put in more work, and at least he's willing to shoot the three. I feel like he'll be more willing to shoot the three than Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, I mean this. This is coming down to an argument last uh, two weeks ago. I mean, I argued that I see Bam shooting threes. I think it is in his future. I think it's something that he he could work on and develop. Um, it's just that him and Giannis are not going to be great three point shooters, but I do see them yeah. being able to improve. Do you think they would develop enough to become? a threat from the three-point line where they have to be guarded, so therefore they clear the paint and then they can do what they do best, which is, you know, work in the paint or drive into the paint. I I, I do. I really do. Especially Bam. Do you, do you think he'll be able to shoot 34%? Uh, yeah, let's start at a low 30. <laughs> like 30, 31. I, I definitely agree with you that he's going to have to implement it into his arsenal. Uh-huh, right. Uh, whether he develops the potential to become a threat enough to be defended. Like, the reason why I worry is that if it was a playoff situation right now with Giannis and the Bucks, I would leave Giannis open. And mm-hmm. 
right. and I would just play everyone else, you know, as as needed, because I don't feel confident enough that Giannis would be able to make the three point shot, given what we've seen this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the hype that the Bucks had coming into the season was that people were assuming that Giannis was going to be a much better three point shooter, but my concern is that he's really not that. I mean, he's improved. He's taking a lot more shots, and he's trying to be consistent with it, but I don't think he's making enough of them to be considered a threat and become a viable offensive, you know, clutch option if the game's on the line. Well, and, well actually, let me let me ask you guys this question, though, because I just thought of this. Uh, in 2021, how old is Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler going to be? How- let me see how old he's going to be. I think he's going to be 32. Because he'll be in it. Okay, he'll be 32? I believe so. Okay. If Eric Spolstra told him that he has to come off the bench, do you think he's going to do it? No. <laughs> yes, I think he would. I think oh, Willer wow. is the type of person he will okay. listen to someone who is in charge. What yeah. bothers him, especially if you listen to his interview with J.J. Redick, what he mm-hmm. doesn't like is when there's no structure, when there's no one. It's like everyone's just kind of like doing things half-assed or there's no direct, clear direction. But he appreciates a military structure where there is an order to or ranking to things, and if you give tell him what to, uh, if you tell him what needs to be done, he'll do it. Uh, if he doesn't agree with it, he'll definitely let you know about it. But in the end, you know, it's just conversation. Or okay. He, he wants to be heard, but he also wants to, you know, he he's not gonna complain because it's not his role or whatever but he will argue for the sake of understanding like why am i not taking the last shot you know if i feel like i can do it if the if eric Spolster comes in and says well because of this you know statistically speaking or this is a better option he's perfectly fine with that he says that people take him the wrong way because he's raising his voice and bringing a legitimate question or concern people think he's you know, going against the grain and being a rebel or being a bad teammate, which is completely ridiculous. So I, I think he'll be perfectly fine. I just, honestly, if it came to that situation, I don't think he'll be on the bench. If anyone would be on the bench, it would be either Bam. I mean, I no, there's no one else. It would be Bam. If we have Giannis, Bam, and Jimmy Butler, uh, offensively speaking, I don't think Bam would be the one to fit. Because how I was thinking was, since he's older it'll be wiser to not put that much minutes on Jimmy Butler. Oh, I think he'll be and fine. And if you if he if he comes off the bench. Oh, you mean I mean you I mean off the bench from the beginning of the game. I thought you meant like at the uh last uh last play of the game, sorry. No, no, no. I'm saying come off of the bench. He he's like no longer I, a starter. Yeah, he's no longer a starter. I picture him more like Ray Allen. Ray Allen came off the bench, but when it came to like the last five minute, uh, last five minutes of game, he always ended up on the court. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I he's not at thirty two, maybe at thirty four, thirty five. I, I feel yeah, like that's it, what I was saying. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I, I feel like Eric Spoelstra should look at that, and if uh-huh. and see how it works out. Because if you do it like that, then the starting five will be a lot better. It will be a lot local. A lot better. Giannis and Bam will be able to operate, have more room to operate. And then if Jimmy Butler comes off the bench, comes off the bench, who's going to stop him? <laughs> like seriously, like, Jimmy Butler off the bench? Are you serious? 
He's gonna score. He's gonna score so much more points, so many more points, and he have more, way. I feel like he'll have way better stats and be even more efficient. I think the Heat would struggle though. They need him as a defender on the floor with Giannis and Bam. Like, okay, I, I, that that's a good point. But I feel like they could get somebody to put to put in that role to to defend. I see what you're saying, Carson. The age argument. I think that's a viable option if he was older. He's still relatively young at 32 in the sense that he's still at, at a prime. Although at the end of his prime, I think he'll still be considered yeah. on his prime. And I think the Heat are going to do everything they can to squeeze every single effort that he has to compensate for it. I mean, he's getting a huge salary, so... I think he's going to be playing insane number of minutes regardless. Yeah, especially since the season was cut short. But I, yeah, I agree with Steven. I feel like not not in the first year when they signed Giannis. Like maybe in the, in like, yeah, when Jimmy Butler is a lot older on his last year or, or two-year contract. But yeah, not when they first so, signed Giannis. I don't see that happening. But you, you guys don't think it's a good idea to like just let make him play 29, 29 minutes a game? When he's thirty-two, coming off the bench. It depends. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's it's not like he's not playing at all. I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying let him come off the bench. He's still he'll still get his minutes. I mean, do does he really care if if he if he starts or not? I feel like he'll care more if he's not uh if he doesn't get enough minutes. I feel like that would matter more to any player. I I right. I mean, it doesn't matter if he plays. If he gets the minutes as a starter, or does he get the same amount of minutes as a as a bench player I coming off the bench? My my counter argument, I which I want to say, I think it's an interesting idea you're putting out. But to counter your argument, is that just as much as Jimmy Butler would gain by playing off the bench, playing against the other team's reserve players, that he would be at a disadvantage against their starters because we're not going to be able to fill in a uh, Jimmy Butler's role with a starter quality player. Yeah, he is the starting point guard, though. I only I agree with you, but only that on the defensive end. I feel like on the uh, offensive end, it's good, it might stagnate. So with that little. being said, it really depends if... I mean, it's something that they could try, and if they still are able to win games, I'm sure they, they would go with it. But I would be on, on the skeptical side against the better teams, whether they'd be able to win just as much, even if... Jimmy Butler's tearing up against bench players. I think they're going to really need him on a starting lineup against the better teams. Yeah, I kind of agree. I feel like they need him to lead the offense. They need him to be the ball handler to take over the point guard duties. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I like the idea, though. Yeah, I like the idea. It's just to see what what you guys think. If he was older, if he was 34, yeah, I would definitely look at it very strongly. But uh, I think he's young enough. I definitely think he'll be taking some rest days here and there anyway. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> he he's had a lot of tread under his tires because he's, pl- he's played a lot of minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm saying this team we're talking about, Jimmy Butler is the oldest player. This team is pretty young yeah. with Giannis. I mean, we're yeah. not even taking account, but the Heat does have a, the rookie, uh, a 2020 pick for this upcoming draft. So who knows how that's going to play out too. But... You know his sal- that salary is not going to count against the salary cap, but they also have unknown 
person that could contribute a lot more in that season. And also, I'm, the, my main point is saying that this team is very young. It's just Jimmy Butler that's not young. So it, they have a lot of potential. Well, they're going to get a high pick. Any, they're not going to get a low pick. Uh, they're not going to get like a top 15 pick in 2020. I, they're, going to I, get, they're going to get it like in the bottom 30. Yeah, no, I have it in, in it today. Oh, I guess it did, but um, I think currently they're 24th. It would be the 24th pick. I got a question for you guys. I was looking at the thing about the roster that you guys put out. Uh-huh. Do you guys feel like Giannis would be okay playing center or Bam playing center? Because there's no one mentioned a legit starting center. Oh, that's what Chris Silva is for. <laughs> Let me rephrase what I just said. A legit starting center. <laughs> I could I could keep saying it, Chris. That's what Chris Silva is for. No man, <laughs> I I really do think he's gonna be Bam. That'll be the starting. But, not only that, but I, I kind of also agree. Uh, speaking of center, because I also looked at it, I feel like Ersan Ilyasova would be make a great would be would fit that could fit that role. Yeah, I just, I just feel like the bench center just needs to spread the floor. Yeah. And he he could fit that. He'll be cheap, and he could shoot, and he could shoot. He's a shooter. Yeah, him or Frank like Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, Frank Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna go with Frank Kaminsky. I'd rather have Julio Silva than Frank than Frank Tank. <laughs> but would you guys consider paying this coming summer a little bit extra money to Aaron Baines? Depends how much money, because I, I do like Aaron Baines. And then, you mean sign him for multiple years? Is that what you're suggesting? Because what I was thinking is that he's getting towards the past his prime physically, mm-hmm. and, but he does pose a very nice set of skills. Yeah. Very strong defender, big, strong that clogs the paint. Very yeah. smart defender that can shoot the three very efficiently, as we've seen with the Suns. Um, yeah. Now, I don't think he'd be able to start for the Heat, but I think he would definitely be a nice option for the Heat when they're playing against a bigger lineup like the Lakers would be. And I okay. think... I think, and, and that's what I was saying in our previous episode when we were talking about the this coming free uh, summer. I don't think there's enough players to make a full roster around Giannis just looking at that summer. I think Pat Riley would have to look in this coming summer as well to really try to hash out a very dynamic, versatile team that will be more of a contender as opposed to just getting honest and then hope for the best and then hope that our younger talents develop to something that we need. And I honestly, I don't think Pat Riley is that kind of person where he relies too much on younger talent, developing talent. I think he's more of the person where I were to get players that are veterans that know their roles and this is what you're going to do. You fit in it. And then this is what we're going to go with. But I feel like Eric Spolstra is more of the, is, is into that role. I don't think Eric Spoelstra has the same mentality as Pat Riley that, okay, get a bunch of superstars in. But Pat Riley is the GM. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I just throwing a different perspective because I, like, a problem I had during to uh, gathering information during research for this episode was uh, if we really go through the route of just clearing the entire cap space and building a roster from that particular summer, I think it'll be very tough to make a contender. And I think that's my expectations going into the offseason. That's kind of what they did during when it got, 
you know, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. I mean, so your scenario is saying sign like Aaron Baines to multi-year contract, right? Oh, Basically oh. upfront, right? Yes, I'm thinking yeah. if maybe he bite the bullet by taking less, but or, or but like give him a lot upcoming or... season, then it it it, ta- it tapers down, right? Yeah, like yeah. he'll be willing to pay him more upfront, yeah, or pay him less per year, but give him more money all over the many years. I guess my problem with that and. Maybe Aaron Baines wouldn't be a good example of it, but it's just like you're assuming that you could get Giannis, and like you have to get Giannis, right? But even if you don't get Giannis, he'll be a good fit for Bam and Jimmy Butler because he's a big guy that can stretch the three. Yeah, I think he fits in any situation. He is a particular he has this particular set of skills that's very much needed. You know, a big guy that can shoot the three. Uh very very needed in today's NBA. So I think that, yeah, I see what you're saying. So I think, I mean, all the rumors seems to be that they don't want any, they want to keep 2021, 2022 free agency as free as possible. I think it's just because there's probably a trade involved too. Like they probably probably get to a trade as well. Or he just want as much options as he can get. I, I understand. I was just looking at the list of free agents during the Giannis year. I was struggling coming up with a, a roster. Right. That's would fit under the salary, including right. Butler, Bam, and Giannis. And then I don't think there's enough players with the amount of money to make a championship team. And I think that's why you have to consider thinking ahead of time and looking into this, either this coming season or even think even longer term scenario. Of, well, I don't even think that would help, but I'm um, thinking maybe a year past Giannis gets signed up with the Heat. See if there's any other free agency that would be willing to take a very significant pay cut and make the team better then there's, there's not really a not a lot of options though it's not even a, it's not even money it's also options yes for exactly. three and for a set for big guys who can shoot there's not a lot for open in 2021 so i actually had some people but i just had a plan b in case the heat doesn't sign any of these they don't use up the super max slot they don't sign a Kawhi Leonard. They don't sign Giannis. They don't sign Paul George. I think, like, so I've, I emphasize that they should build around Bam and just find uh, bigs that can shoot. I had Robin Lopez and Gorgie Jang as potential options for starting center. They could protect the rim and they could spread the floor. I mean, not they, they're not great three-point shooters, but... Maybe. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't I, I just see this as... If they sign Giannis or any other superstar, but not Victor Oladipo, I think we're all against that, right? Because <laughs> we just we just haven't seen enough of that of out of him yet, yeah, I guess. But at this point, yeah, yeah, unless he has a magnificent year next year, where uh-huh. it's very hard to commit a max salary to him. If it's Giannis or any other the superstar that's in that year, that that free agent, Bam and Jimmy Butler, that's their big three. That's that's supposed to resemble their the big three, the Heatles days. Even though they're completely different players, but I think the the assumption is those are three superstars, and that will lead you to the championship. Do you see that trio with uh, Butler, Bam, and Giannis as equivalent in power, skill, skill, power, or fame as to the Heatles? Like, I think there's a huge discrepancy, and I think if fans or Pat Riley goes in with that, which I don't think he is, but goes in with that assumption that Giannis is gonna tilt. I'm like it. 
I don't want to discredit Giannis. I think he's he is MVP worthy, but he hasn't won a championship, much like LeBron had one with Cleveland when he went to the Heat. But I don't think Giannis tilts the table like LeBron did. Especially when you're joining LeBron joined Dwayne Wade. I Dwayne Wade a little bit past his prime. I think the the level was Yeah. So but I will argue yes, I agree with that point. But I would just argue if they get Giannis, they're basically the number they have I think there's something is they are the number one team in the East. So they'll at least have the most opportunities to win the championship. Because okay. they're gonna come out of the East. You think well, because the Bucks will be out. Giannis wanna be in the Bucks. Right, because yeah. Seventy six are not looking good. I mean, I think the, this current Heat team could beat that seventy. That 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 the Heat with Giannis could beat that seventy sixers team. I don't think any. I think they're the top team in the East at the bare minimum. You know what? I I'll, I'll go with that. Actually, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Like my standpoint was, if they played against either the Lakers or the Clippers in the finals, I think they'll be. I think they would struggle. But I see your point where they put themselves in the position to get into the into the finals. I think they would be favorites in the Eastern Conference. I do agree with that. Yeah, like they have the most opportunities. Like I, I agree. I don't know how they'll match up against the Clippers or Lakers, assuming those teams stay the same. Right. But they'll have the most opportunities to keep going to the finals and keep tinkering and keep working, keep building towards that matchup. Okay. I I didn't look at it that way. And <laughs> yeah, I could see that he being the favorites in the East, and I think that would be enough. Yeah. Okay, so make it happen, Pat Riley. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we need to make it happen. <laughs> because if they miss out on the free agents, that those, those superstar free agents, only our players I have were the Gorgie Jane and Robin Lopez, but then Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, Patty Mills, Lou Williams... Doug McDermott, yeah, that's yeah, I don't think besides the superstars, there's really much else you could do. I think that's the tough part for me because I am still not a I think it'll be very hard for Giannis to leave Milwaukee, yeah, I or agree. Even, and then even if he does, for him to land with the Heat is right. you know, it's like the I agree. Well, I heard Toronto was an option as well. What about Golden State? They're like when uh. <laughs> When Russell was, well, I guess Russell's out of the picture. Or, well, when Andrew Wiggins went to the Warriors, all this talk was that that allowed that allows the Warriors to sign Giannis. I didn't go into the details of it, but there's a lot of talk about it. So, really, what, I don't see how that works contract wise. I'll look into it and then I'll bring it up to you guys. But there was a lot of buzz that bringing Andrew Wiggins' contract in enables the Warriors to make a play for Giannis. Hmm. And then he would have the best shooters in the league in the history yeah. of the NBA, and I think yeah. that'll be very enticing for him. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a. I don't know. I don't see how that works. <laughs> I don't either. But, <laughs> but if you think about it, is I don't, I don't see how Andrew Wiggins' contract, Steph Clay and Draymond's green fit as well. But. I'll look into the details of, and look at this number specifically and see how that works. Because that sounds very interesting. Can hmm. you imagine? If that happens, goodness. Everyone will be a little bit older, but 
to just back up Giannis, oh man, I think they'll be very happy to do that. I mean, it'll be a repeat of what we've been living the past like <laughs> five years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I just want to bring up one free agent that I really like, but I don't see him fitting under any situation. But a prospect in the Wizards, the Washington Wizards, uh, Isaac Bonga, who, who will be a free agent that year. And I feel like if the Heat could sign him, they should. I mean, not to a big contract, but just somebody to build up on. Just has a lot of potential as a point forward. Just too raw right now. But I would love to see the Heat sign him during the uh, Giannis free agency year. Interesting. I've never heard of him, but <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for him. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, keep out. Look out for Isaac Bonga. I, I, I have high hopes for him. And he's with the Wizards right now? Yeah, he's playing for the Wizards. But I, I think he's like 19 or 20 years old right now. Um, he will be a free agent during that year. I think a very important point you brought up, David, that I really didn't think about it is uh-huh. how willing is the owner of the Heat? Um, right. Is he going to be willing to pay the tax, the luxury right. tax, and go fully all in to win a championship, given that you know all this stuff is going on around the world? The, the pandemic is really putting a stress in a lot of business, especially for in the uh, cruise business. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that... that I would hope not for the heat's sake and for our sake as fans, but I think it's a very legit thing to consider that he might not be willing to pay as much. They might change the rule. For all we know, we don't know what what's going to happen after. Uh, what kind of rules they're going to the commissioner is going to make once the pandemic is over. I don't think they can change the rules. They can definitely, uh, I guess, prorate the numbers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they can change the rules. I mean, there'll still be a luxury tax if they go over the. Yeah, no matter how you twist it, this team is going to be very expensive. I think we are in agreement that this team will be the best in the East if they sign Giannis, despite their flaws. And if, and that's really all you can hope for. I guess my concern is that. I completely agree with you, David. It's like, why would he leave if he already has the best team in the East? I guess because the rumors are saying if they don't win the championship, he's not staying. If you're a player looking at all possible scenarios, you have to consider, okay, if I leave and go to the Heat and the best, you know, and we're not saying that what we offer is the best possible scenario, but how likely is it that the team that these teams are going to build is going to be better than the situation that, I, that I'm in right now? And then yeah. I'm saying getting paid a lot more and then... If right. he really is serious about winning a championship, he would look at it and be like, well, you know, maybe I didn't win it this year, but how likely am I to win if I go to any of the, these other teams? So I will only say this in that Milwaukee's a pretty old team. If he signs a long-term contract with them, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Eric Blessos, they're, I don't know how good they're going to be when that, when that extension kicks in. The argument for the Heat is they're a young team, grow better, along with his contract as for the completely Milwaukee. agree it's a good point also another point i want to point out is i feel like miami is a better destination to attract players to make the team better than than milwaukee mm-hmm. definitely there is absolutely no reason for me to believe that milwaukee is going to be able to increase Giannis's chances of winning the championship if he doesn't win it this this season mm-hmm. the only reason i don't stop their contracts are big too they they 
Yeah. You'll be just like the Heat. They don't really have much space to sign big players. What makes me concerned is that I feel like if you put the Giannis Bucks team against the Giannis Heat team we propose, uh-huh. I still would give it to the Bucks. And I think for Giannis, it's I any big decisions you want to have assurance on the short term as opposed in the putting your face on the on the development of young players. Mm-hmm. I think that might be I, I don't that would be my kind of argument. But I that's a very good point. You know, the the Heat have a lot of room to grow given the the talent that the young talent that they have. But I still feel like the Bucks would have a better a better claim to Jan, especially since they can offer him a lot more more money too on yep. top of that. Yep. I, no, I agree with you. I, I really don't my own personal belief, I don't think he's leaving. But can't count it out, especially yeah. when it comes to Pat Riley. <laughs> gotta, gotta hope. Yeah, for all we know, true. what it, for all we know, we don't know what's gonna happen next season. Yeah, something might happen next season, and he might change his mind. Might he might get in a fight with uh, management because management can't offer him, uh, can't attract better players to be on this team. Or, yeah, good point, Carson. Anything else you want to add, Stephen? No, that's it. It's a. I thought it was a good topic to talk about, given the heat's. Uh, I mean, just, just wondering what's going to happen to the heat because they're doing better, but we all know that there's much bigger things that are about to happen uh, during that summer specifically. But mm-hmm. um, me specifically, I think that I wouldn't just wait for that one summer for to have things happen. Mm-hmm. Even if we even if we had a guarantee to get Giannis, I think we should start building around. Bam, because if worst thing comes to worst, Bam is, you know, if we get Giannis, I hate to say this, but Bam and Giannis are pretty much the same player. And then if we start building around Bam and we end up getting Giannis, it's an easy switch. Mm-hmm. You could just get rid of, you know, hate saying this, but we could, you know, let Bam go. And then we still have a team that's very capable to fit in with Giannis. And then we have more options if we look at the players available this coming summer and then the following summer as well. But, yeah. Well, just because this was basically your, your guys' points last time, right? You guys don't see Bam develop a three-point shot, but I guess I just no. Thought... I, I, wait before you okay. continue that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that he could develop a shot. I just don't mm-hmm. know how much time it would take. I don't know, but if right. by the twenty twenty-one season and twenty twenty-one mm-hmm. to twenty twenty-two, that his shot will be good enough. I feel like it will take a, a maybe an extra year, and then it'll be fine. To okay. add to Carson's point is just it's a possibility, and I think it's very probable he get, he's going to get better. But then to consider the fact that how good is he going to get and how long that's going to take, I think that's a little bit too much to hope on, especially since you're going all in at yeah. that moment. Exactly, and I'm I'm looking at it as he's he's going to average thirty three percent from three point that season. I, I don't know if that's possible. I think that would be awesome if he could do that. Bam Baku averaged thirty three percent in yes. shooting. <laughs> if that was a guaranteed, yeah, like sign him up. Well, what I wanted to bring up is, you know, since you guys don't want to wait for Bam or you don't think he could develop a three point shot, I thought of of this scenario. If they knew they could get Giannis and you you know, you guys think that Bam and Giannis are redundant, what if they try to do a signing trade with the Wizards to trade Bam for Bradley Beal? I would do it. I, sh- I feel like that we could talk about that. 
That's okay. another topic for another yep. day. Yeah, but that's what I thought that's of. That's a good right? topic. That's a good thought, though. That's a good... <laughs> All right. Well, I, I just want to say that Brady Beal make, will make more than Bam during that year. But, yeah. I mean, that, I, that was just something I thought of since you guys seem like Bam, you know, you can't wait on Bam or he's too redundant. Then because we could offer him the most money, we could try to do a sign trade. It goes back to my point. I think if they go for Bradley Beal, they have sites to trade for Bradley Beal. They need a, a, a big guy, and they really have to consider putting a center next to Giannis. Mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable if our options are Gorgie Dang and Robin Lopez. But I, <laughs> I, mean... I would... I would say that if they do get Bradley Beal, like they would be favorites in the East, but then they'll have a really, very hard time against the Lakers, which I would assume would be pretty similar going on in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I do think the Lakers would keep Anthony Davis and LeBron, and then you know everyone else is everyone else. <laughs> so, but I, I like that. We think Robin Lopez are a lot better than you guys think. <laughs> I don't think he's bad. It's just that you would need another center, I think. Yeah, on, on top of Robin, right? You need yeah. Uh, you'd be very sh- like you want a backup for for Robin and for Giannis. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I yep. think you'll have to look into very deeply into big guys that can hopefully shoot. But anyways, I, but the whole point was me. I think they should try to think ahead into building the team, not mm-hmm. just that year, but uh, this coming summer as well, just to have more options. But that's just the point. That's the only point I was trying to make. Yeah, I, I like that point. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, I think that will conclude our discussion for this week. Thank you, everyone. Let's sign out now. Uh, see you all next week. Bye.